Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. You're listening to The Appleseed, sometime just about every day, filled with stories for you and your family. I'm Sam Payne, and we always hope that the stories that we bring you here on the show spark memories for you that you can share with the people that you love. We love to imagine you engaged in conversation around the dinner table or around the living room or the campfire, sharing stories with one another, of which the stories on The Appleseed remind you. And uh, I'm joined today by Rachel Wadham, frequent guest on the show, and we're very glad to have her. Rachel, thanks for joining me. Always love to be here to listen to good stories. Yeah, we get to listen to one today from the story crafters, the storytelling team of husband and wife, uh, Barry Marshall and Jerry Burns, PhD, always rhythmic, musical, sometimes mashups and sometimes sort of spins, twists on, on, on familiar tales and sometimes stuff we've never heard before. This is a story called The Golden Key. The Story Crafters, here on The Appleseed. Once there was a girl who lived with her parents in a house at the edge of a forest. That girl had one job that she had to do every day. It was that girl's job to go out into the forest, gather wood, bring it home, and put it on the front porch. In the summertime, she rolled her wagon out into the forest. In the wintertime, when there was snow on the ground, she slid her sled over the snow into the forest. She gathered the wood, she strapped it on the back of the sled or the wagon, she brought it home, she put it on the porch, and the family used that wood to heat the house and to cook the food. Now that girl, she was so dutiful at that job, she never wasted a minute out in that forest. She went out to that forest, gathered the wood, brought it home, put it on the porch, and she was finished. She had the whole rest of the day to do whatever she wanted. Except for one time. It was a cold winter day. There was snow all over the ground. There was a winter wind blowing. That girl was out in that forest gathering up the wood. She had put it on the back of the sled. She was just about to strap it on that sled when all of a sudden a thought popped into her head. And the thought was... I wonder what happens out here in the forest every day after I leave. Now, you know what it's like when a thought gets into your head. You know, when it just gets stuck in there and it's going around and around and around and around. And it won't go away unless you do something about it. Well, that was what it was like for this girl. That thought got into her head and it was just going around and around and around and it wouldn't go away, so she had to do something about it. She strapped that wood on the back of the sled and then, for the first time ever, she didn't go home. She just stood there in the forest. She was waiting to see what was going to happen. And it didn't take long for something to happen. The thing that happened was that she got really cold. It was winter. There was a wind blowing. So as she stood there, shivering in the snow, another thought popped into her head. And this time the thought was, I am so cold! And I have all this wood here. Why don't I just build a fire I could warm up? So that girl took the wood off the sled. She put it on the snow... And then she stopped because she knew she couldn't build a fire on the snow. The snow would melt and that would put the fire out. She knew she had to dig a hole down in the snow, down to reach the cold ground underneath. 
So she started to dig. She dug down into that snow, and she dug down into that snow, and she dug and she dug and she dug and she dug and she dug. And, she dug, and, and she then dug. she came upon something. There was something gold in the snow, but it wasn't the light of the sun reflecting on the ice crystals in the snow. No, there was something gold right there at her fingertips, and so the girl brushed the snow out of the way. And it was something gold. It was a big handmade golden key. It shone just like the sun, and that key was bigger than her own hand. Well, that girl sat there staring at that key, and as she stared at it, another thought popped into her head. And this time, the thought was, "Wow, you know, if there's a key out here, somewhere not so far away, there's got to be a lock for it." And then she thought, "Where's the most logical place to find the lock for this key?" Well. If I dig down in the snow, maybe I'll find a clue. So she kept digging. She dug down into that snow. She used the key now, and she dug down into that snow, and she dug and she dug and she dug and she dug and she dug. And then she came upon something hard. Well, she brushed the snow out of the way, and this time there was something iron in the snow. She brushed some more snow away, and she found wrought iron handles. Well, she pulled. And saw that it was a chest. Well, she set the chest down oh, on the ice crust of the snow near the hole. She did the natural thing, and she went to open it. But she couldn't open it. It was locked shut. And now another thought popped into her head, and the thought this time was. <laughs> uh, this chest is locked, and I've got the key. So she started to look on that chest for a keyhole. She looked on the front of the chest. She looked on the back of the chest. She looked on the top. On the sides. On the bottom. Everywhere you would expect her to find a keyhole. But there was nothing. But she didn't give up. No, not now. That girl got real close to that chest, and she covered that chest inch by inch by inch by inch by inch by inch by inch. And then, in the very place where you'd never expect her to find a keyhole. Well, that's exactly where it was. Only that keyhole was so tiny that the world's smallest snowflake could never squeeze through it. So that girl sat there staring at that tiny little keyhole, and she stared at that big, huge key, and she stared at the keyhole, and at the key, and at the keyhole, and at the key, and at the keyhole, and at the key. And, the key, and, the key, and she thought, well, I just don't see how this can work." But I've got to try it. So she put that key against the keyhole. She really didn't think it was going to work, but she pushed. And that key slid in more easily than her sled slid upon the icy snow. So that girl turned the key. And she turned it some more. And 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 when that girl is done turning that key, that's when she'll be able to open that chest. And when she opens the chest. That's when she and we and you will discover what's hidden inside.
The Golden Key, a story shared with us by the story crafters, Barry Marshall and Jerry Burns, accompanied there, of course, by Jerry's beautiful harp playing. The story, one of Grimm's fairy tales. I'm here listening to it with Rachel Wadham. And what fun. <laughs> I know. It's totally – that is totally fun. <laughs> it ends on a cliffhanger. That's <laughs> right. That's right. And the story crafters are are, are fond of kind of twisting yeah. fairy tales, right? And I, I, I found myself as I was listening wondering how they were twisting this fairy tale. And the way they're twisting it is they're making the principal character a girl instead of a boy. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And yeah. I, I love – I do love that it ends on that kind of – unknown note. That's right. Because <laughs> in, in, in my estimation, that good stories do that. They want to, they take us to want to know more, right? Yeah. If it, even a story that ends well and is tied up and everything, there always should be that little bit of, hmm, where could this go from here? And <laughs> and there's so many things, wonderful things that could be in that box that I, I can imagine them now. That's a good thing. You know, it's such a wonderful invitation, isn't it? I mean, the, the, this, this story, The Golden Key, for decades and decades and decades, in every Every version of Grimm's fairy tales that included them all. This was the last one. And and uh, what an invitation it is. That's At, telling. Yeah. yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. if you find yourself reading these stories from a book and this is the last one, it, it's as if there is as if it's an invitation for you. There are more to, stories. There are more stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether whether it's an invitation for you to sort of concoct in your own mind what there might be in this chest, or or whether just sort of a promise that the storytelling is not done and the story, the, the end of all the stories has not been written. You know what a wonderful thing. Which is my hope that the stories will never stop being written <laughs> more and more and more and more because that that really is a powerful metaphor that you know stories and art is just going to continue that, that yeah. we really need to see all of that and and I love that it's evocative I know for me the very beginning was kind of evocative when she was talking about bringing wood home for yeah. for the fireplace and it just immediately came to mind when I was growing up we had a big iron wood stove in our mm. house my dad was was something of a survivalist and he loved Love to to have things that wouldn't need electricity or wouldn't need anything if we were having to survive. And we had this huge iron stove. And I I don't think I've thought about that stove in in ages. And but just hearing her bringing, I mean, I didn't have to bring in the wood. I was I was young enough that my brothers and my dad did that. But you know, I I think it was really cool to just have that kind of evocative moment where I was connecting to oh, a really man. powerful sense and, in all honesty, a really powerful smell. I mm. I started smelling this scent of that wood stove in my house when it was running, which I love, which is yeah. what a good story does too. It, it allows us to kind of connect in these odd ways that we might not think about it to, right. to some senses and to some experiences that that are really important to us. You never know what's going to bring on a memory and you never know what memory it's going to bring on. I know. Right? I mean, yeah. sometimes, a, sometimes a detail in a story will bring on a, a memory that's otherwise unconnected to the story, but yet so potent and yeah. so rich. Yeah. And that's, that's what happened to me, right? <laughs> right at the beginning of this story that brought that in. And I, I love the, the sounds and the music. Cause I think that that brought a, a sense of tension to the yeah. story, which was just delightful. And they, they have such a vocative way 
ways of talking about the cold that I was starting to think, I'm glad I have my coat on. <laughs> I, I feel a little chilly. That's right. So it was a lovely, evocative story for me, which was powerful. Oh, it's fun to listen to the story crafters, Barry Marshall and Jerry Burns. And of course, we always hope that the stories that we bring you here on the show, just as happened with Rachel, find you remembering things that you can share with the people that you love. What a delight to have Rachel Wadham with us. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Find us at byuradio.org slash Appleseed for all of the episodes of the show, hundreds of episodes, thousands of stories. You know, I keep saying that, but it's really more than a thousand episodes of the Appleseed now. And of course, thousands and thousands of stories for your listening pleasure anytime you like. You can download the BYU Radio app wherever you get apps for your mobile device for ways to listen to all of the great programs produced by BYU Radio. The Appleseed is pleased and proud to be part of that family of programs. You can also find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast for something new just about every day here on the Apple Seat. I'm Sam Payne, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for a bite brought to you by the Apple Seat.